Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. First Kings 12. I want to start verse number 25. Thank you, Brother Mason, for this morning, for a word of God to us. Then Jeroboam built Shechem in Mount Ephraim and dwelt therein and went out from thence and built Peniel. And Jeroboam said in his heart, Now shall the kingdom return to the house of David. And this people go up to do sacrifice in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem. Then shall the heart of this people turn again unto the Lord even unto Rehoboam, king of Judah. They shall kill me and go again to Rehoboam, king of Judah. Whereupon the king took counsel and made two calves of gold and said unto them, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Sound familiar? And he set the one in Bethel, and the other he put in Dan. And this thing became a sin. For the people went to worship before the one even into Dan. And he made a house of high places. And made priests of the lowest of the people. Which were not of the sons of Levi. And Jeroboam ordained a feast in the eighth month. On the fifteenth day of the month. Like unto the feast that is in Judah. And he offered upon the altar. So did he in Bethel. Sacrificing unto the calves that he had made. And he placed in Bethel the priest of the high places. Which he had made. So he offered upon the altar which he had made in Bethel. The fifteenth day of the eighteenth month. Even in the month which, in the month which he had devised of his own heart. And ordained a feast unto the children of Israel. And he offered upon the altar and burnt incense. God, I'm standing humbly before you with your word before me. Asking you, God, to speak through these. I need you, Jesus. I'm humble before you, God, that I need to speak to this people. I need to encourage and strengthen my brothers and my sisters. My pastor, my youth leader, God, help me tonight, Lord. Let me speak forth the words, not of my own, but of you, O Lord. To encourage, to strengthen God. I ask it in the wonderful name of Jesus, believing you, God, for your anointing and your words to spoke through my mouth in the name of Jesus. Use my mouthpiece, O God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated. I want to speak on this subject tonight. One man's sin. One man's sin. Achan caused Israel to sin because he partook of the accursed thing. Caused 36 men to die because of that same sin. 
because God would no longer fight their battles because of one man's sin. And I felt like the Lord was not done with this matter of one man's sin and I must carry it on this month a little farther. It seems that Solomon, if you read, and I've read, you read, have to read several chapters before and after this to, to get the whole story, but Solomon placed Jeroboam over the house of Joseph because he seen that he was an industrious person. Jeroboam was an inside man. He seen what was going on. He understood what Solomon was doing. And he became vexed with Solomon because Solomon was all about wealth, the thirst for wealth, and the thirst for building and making himself look good. So Jeroboam, the Bible teaches, rebelled against Solomon. Because he seen all of this and he was sick and tired of building and building and just making it look good. And he was working people's fingers to the bone, yet he was not doing what was right. The Bible teaches that therefore that Solomon tries to kill him, tries to kill Jeroboam. And Jeroboam flees. Sound familiar? Sounds like Saul against David, doesn't it? Man, I want tonight to talk and take a look at the man who really had everything handed to him on a golden platter and wasted it. Now, I, I, I don't want to really get ahead of myself, but yet I want you to understand that there is a positive side to this message that I believe in Mount Carmel that God has handed us some things on a platter. And one of the things that I don't want us to do, Brother Freddie, is to waste what God has placed here. I'm going to read some, you're going to get scripture tonight for sure. I want to turn to 1 Kings chapter 11 and start at verse 29 because I want you to understand the story and what's going on. 1 Kings 11, verse number 29. And it came to pass at the time when Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem that the prophet Ahijah, the Shilonite, found him in the way, and he had clad himself with a new garment. And they too were alone in the field, and Ahijah caught the new garment that was on him and rent it in twelve pieces. And he said to Jeroboam, Take thee ten pieces. For thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel. Everybody said promise. Behold, I will rend the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon. And will give ten tribes to thee. I'm just going to take it out of his hand and give it to you. Boy, what a great thing. You're going to get, you're going to get. You're going to get ten of these. I'm going to give you ten of these tribes. And I'm going to make you king over them. Then drop on down 1 Kings eleven thirty-seven. 37. Everybody said promise. And I will take thee and thou shalt reign according to all that thy soul desireth. My, listen to that. And thou shalt be king over Israel. 
Now I'm going to go to verse 38. Everybody say conditions. And it shall be, if thou wilt. Everybody said, if thou wilt. Hearken unto all that I command thee and will walk in my ways. And do that is right in my sight. To keep my statutes and my commandments. As David my servant did. Everybody said promise. That I will be with thee and build thee a sure house. As I build for David and will give Israel unto thee. Oh, what a great thing. Everybody said, my, what a word. I'm telling you, promises after promises. But right here, I want to caution us that there is something I want you to notice in the story then, and I want you to notice that now. There is something that is left up to us in this day that it wasn't in that day. If I could turn to Philippians 2 and verse number 12. Now just the, the last, you can pick up the first part. But it says there that we are to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. In Old Testament times, there was a king, there was a man of God that they were to follow and he would force those people to do things. If you did not walk according to the king's commandments, he would have you killed. If they wanted you to serve God, then you better serve God or they was going to wipe the sin out of the camp. Nevertheless, if they wanted to serve the devil, watch out. What I'm trying to say that we are responsible with God and the walk that we have with him. Now, let me tell you as bishop. I do not want to cause others to sin. Leaders lead by example. Glory. Come on. Somebody help me. I'm, I'm building a little format. Our pastor cannot force us to live for God. He can preach to us. And he can lead us in the right way. But it is up to us to follow him. He is a godly man, but unless we follow his leadership, we'll get lost along the way. Oh, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. God took ten tribes of Solomon's hand and give them to Jeroboam and give him a promise that he would be with him if he would walk in his ways. I'm going to tell you, what a promise. Now, I'm... I don't know if sure where all this is going. It's hard telling. I've gotten little scattered notes and, and, and little highlighted places all over the place. But I want to go to 1 Kings 12 and 26. And Jeroboam said in his heart, everybody said in his heart, now shall the kingdom return to the house of David. Here, all of this stuff before that I've talked about, God has told him, I'm going to give you ten tribes and if you'll walk before me, he starts giving him all the promises. He starts laying out the orders before Jeroboam. And Jeroboam does not even give God a chance to do what God said he would do. 
What are you saying, Bishop? I'm saying I'm worried at First Apostolic Church. Are we going to do everything that God has expected us to do to see his will carried out in Mount Carmel? Oh, my God. Hallelujah. 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 Now, let me, let me just, I'm not going to stay on this negative note very long, but I, I, need, to, I need to get this down. There is a sad story in 1 Kings 14, 16. And he shall give Israel up because of the sins of Jeroboam, who did sin and who made Israel sin. I don't know about you, but I, I hate that verse. It, it does something to you. Can I tell you that 23 times in scriptures... It identifies Jeroboam as the one that made Israel sin. How would you like to be that? Your identification. How would you like to? That's the way people knew you. It's because you are the one that made Israel to sin. My God, a whole house of Israel. And he made them sin by walking the wrong way when he had it all handed to him on a silver, golden platter, if you please. One man sinned. Glory. Who did sin and who made Israel to sin. Now, be careful, church. I'm not so sure God has not given us Mount Carmel, a city that has never heard complete truth. In fact, I can say they've never heard truth because if it isn't complete truth, it's not truth. I don't like to say that, but it's truth. So I must say it. To live and to preach truth too. God has given us Mount Carmel to live and to preach truth too. Are we going to walk in her ways? Or are we going to set a new standard in Mount Carmel? I don't want to help Mount Carmel go on sinning just like they always have. But what I want for Mount Carmel is I want First Apostolic Church to change it. Come on. I want us to set up a godly kingdom in this place. In fact, if I can say it, we are God's lamp in this city. And if this lamp goes out, there may not be another that stops through this place. Others have tried and have not made it. Are we going to be one of the status quo? Are we going to say, I'm going to build a kingdom unto God. God has put it on my platter and I'm going to do exactly what he wants me to do. Oh, glory. Woo. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I can already... Almost here in the minds of people right now, there is a question that's going forth. Saying, Bishop, what are you getting at? I'm going to tell you something. We haven't built, I can almost hear people, you know, hey, we haven't built any golden calves, Bishop. Or have we? 
Oh, my God. Hmm. This part ain't easy to preach. When our little agenda and things become more important than the house of God, we've got a calf. said when our little agenda and the things we got to do become more important than the house of God and God's kingdom we've got a calf <laughs> come on so well, I wouldn't do what Jeroboam did would you or would you not come on we haven't built a golden calf or have we come on has our agenda and the things that's in our life become more important than the house of God and the kingdom of God. Oh my God. Help me preach. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, clap your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me... Let me remind you of Solomon's start of sin. He began to import wives. And those wives became his downfall. In fact, if I turn to 1 Kings chapter number 11, I, I want you to just get a taste of what's going on. You've got to get the backdrop of the story before you'll get this sermon. 1 Kings 11, starting at verse 1. But King Solomon loved many strange women. Everybody said strange women. Come on. Not Jewish women, strange women. Together with the daughter of Pharaoh, women of Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonites, and Hittites, of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, ye shall not go into them. Neither shall they come in unto you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon clave unto these in love. And he had 700 wives, princes, and 300 concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. For it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives, everybody said his wives, turned away his heart from after his heart after other gods, and his heart was not perfect with God, with the Lord his God, and, the, and was the heart of David as the heart of David his father. He had strange gods. I'm going to drop this in because it fits. Youth and adults alike. That's why you must marry from within the church. Because the one from the outside may be your downfall. In fact, can I say it this way? It might not. It, it, it's going to be your downfall. The truth is. I have seen many instances when it looked like it was going to work. And all at once it blew up. And took that person out after they'd even got married. Come on church. Help me preach tonight. Solomon's wives turned his heart away from God and he went and done the very thing that God asked him not to. And because of that, there is a Jeroboam that comes along and he 
Come on. He follows through with what Solomon is already doing after God has already spoke to him. Oh, hallelujah. Everybody said, one man's sin. Glory. Hallelujah. If we're not careful, the God of recreation will take us over. If we are not careful, the God of sports will take us over. How far are we going to follow the prince of this city, Mount Carmel, Illinois? How far are we going to let him take us? I'm not saying... I'm not saying that all sports and all that, I'm not saying all that sin, but when it becomes a God, when it becomes a golden calf, when it becomes more important than the house of God, then it's a calf. Come on, church. I cannot afford to let it take me over. Come on. This city is bound by it. You can go by almost any night by the ballparks and there's a ball game going on. Come on, church. It don't matter if it's church night. It don't matter if it's church morning. You can go by and there's boats being put in at the river. Recreation has become more important than the house of God. I'm telling you, church, one man's sin can ruin a whole city if we'll let it. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How far, how far are we going to allow this world to take us? How many, how many of their ways are we going to pick up and bring into the church? How, how, how many times are we going to let them become comfortable in our midst? Come on, church. I'm telling you, sin must be sin. Come on. The calf must be the calf. I'm not going to worship the calf. I want to worship God and him alone shall I worship. Jesus, help me. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Sin echoes down through the ages because of one man's sin. In the Bible it happens, and in our day it's happening. Praise God. But I want to get to the place. I want to, I want to change the course of the sermon a little bit because I want to let you know, church, that there is victory to be had. I want to tell you, there, I'm not going to leave you without a place of victory in this sermon. I'm going to tell you about the negative, but I'm going to tell you that God can bring victory. That it don't have to stay. Things don't always have to be the way that they are. Oh, my Lord. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Ha, ha. Let, me, let me read something good here. First Kings 15, 11. Ha, ha. Here comes a king, and Asa did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord as did his father. We've rung all the way down through all these kings and every one of them followed Jeroboam. If 23 times had it spoken of that they sinned because Jeroboam had made them sin. Then there are several kings that we have passed through and all at once there is an Asa. Everybody said thank God for an Asa. Oh, 
Oh, I can tell you, Brother Michael, because of who you were before you came to church, you should have been an alcoholic. Because of the ancestors of Asa, Brother Mason, Asa should have followed after Jeroboam and been one just like them. But Asa stood up and said, I'm going to change things. I hope you're getting where I'm going tonight. Come on. There is a many a person that's walked through this city and they have failed in what they're going to do. And there could be a first apostolic church walk in here and we could succumb to the very same thing that all the rest is. But I'm hoping tonight that we're counted as a Asa and there's hope in the city because of one man that's going to take a stand for truth and revival that it'll prevail in this city. Because of one man's righteousness, because of one man preaching truth. Glory. Glory. I prayed, God, Lord, this is progress in the pew. There ought to be some progress. God, if I can't progress, just let me sit down and shut up. But let me bring some progress to this church. God, I need, I need your help, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Many of you that have come in this church because of your parents, because of your upbringing, you should not be here. I know she's up in the loft, but I'm telling you. Hallelujah. She should not be here. Huh? Sister Shauna, you shouldn't be here because of your ancestry, because of the way you was brought up. Come on, it would have been a normal thing for her to go the way of the world. But thank God for an Asa that said, I'm going to change the course of life. Thank God for a brother Michael Jordan that I'm going to change the course of my life. I'm not going to be what my family was. I'm going to change the course of life. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to do that which is right. I should have been and I could have been, but I'm not going to be. Brother Steve Sutton, you shouldn't be sitting on these pews. No way. Somebody that just soon cuss you is to look at you. Had a long list of words that he used. I'm telling you. Because of a son one night that was standing outside the first church. And while I was up there, I could see somebody going from one side of the sidewalk to the other side of the sidewalk. Brother Michael went out, and guess who it was? It was Louie. Next thing you know, Louie was on the inside looking out. The next thing you know, Brother Sutton was on the inside looking out. Come on. His family experienced it. You know why? Come on. He should have been a Jeroboam. But he said, I'm changing the course of my life. It don't have to be this way. I don't have to leave it this way. I can live different than my family. 
I'm going to be different. I'm changing the course of my life. My God. Man, I'm feeling this. Somebody's receiving this, I hope. Oh, Jesus. Sister Margaret wanted to taste, but don't give me the whole thing because I'm not doing that. I'll never get old. My hair is never going to be gray. It's never going to be white. I'm always going to have some Jeroboam in me. But along came Asa and said, you are going to change. Ha, ha, ha. Woo. Ha, ha, ha. I'm going to change you. I'm going to change the course of life. I know you shouldn't have been here. Your sister shouldn't have been here. But I'm telling you, I'm changing the course of life for you. And you're going to be an Asa instead of a Jeroboam. Daddy was a backslider. Mama met him. Mama didn't know nothing about the church. She'd, she, she, she didn't know nothing about it. She said, you know, you know nothing. Wasn't raised around it, didn't know nothing about it. But dad gave her just a little bit of church. I'm three years old when I ended up in the hospital about to die. My mama prayed a prayer and she said, even not knowing God, not knowing nothing about him. Thank God that mama changed the course of the generation of our family, Brother Freddie. Mama prayed a prayer and she said, if you'll bring my son out there and heal him, I'll, if there's a God, I'll serve him the rest of my life. And mama held good to that. She should have been a Jeroboam, come on. My daddy should have been a Jeroboam, come on. He'd rather fight you and to look at you when he was younger. He carried a pistol in his pocket. He had, a, he had a coat that he carried a pistol in. I'm telling you, it had the imprint on the outside. You didn't have to wonder what was in that pocket. He was a little bitty guy and fight the big ones. It didn't matter how they didn't get too big. But guess what? God come along and said, I'm going to change the course of your life, McGee. I'm going to change the course of your life, Emma Helen. You're not, you're not going to be a Jeroboam anymore. I'm going to turn it around. You're going to start being an Asa. You're going to start turning things around and making things different in your family. There's going to be a different run in your family. People's not going to recognize you from what you used to be. I'm going to make you one of mine. Come on, he's done that to some of you. I told you I didn't know where I was going with this. Glory. Somebody say we can do it. I'm, I'm going to get down here to business now. See, I don't believe we have ever been the blessed church that the Lord wants us to be. But to be the blessed church... We must be the faithful church. Come on. It's not God's will. We have members of the body scattered all over every place on church nights. The body don't work right 
with half of its members missing. Understand, I'm not cutting anybody down. I know that the enemy has been on us ever since we moved to town. He don't want to see us have victory in Mount Carmel, but he might as well get out of the way. Victory is coming our way in the face of the devil, in face of Jeroboam. There is a nation that's going to take over in this city, and there will be a work that's going to be done in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. We got dislocated members right now. Come on. Somebody say dislocated. Hallelujah. Praise God. We need to get the members back in place. Come on. We need to get the dislocated members put back in place. Man, I know they're... I'm looking for... Sister Rhonda, I know. Where is she with you? Oh my, I was going to use her. She would have been so awesome to use too with that arm. But nevertheless, we've got another one back here that just come out of that same pillow sling. My mother and daughter, I'm telling you. Don't let Jeroboam take you over, sister. I'm claiming an Asa for your family. And sister, I'm going to tell you, you found a lot of things that you couldn't do with that arm all up in the sling and that pillow. You didn't want to do it. You didn't feel like doing it. It hurt too bad. Come on. Let me tell you, church. In the church of the house of God, there are dislocated members right now that don't feel like doing anything. They don't want to do it. They don't think they can do it because they're dislocated. Come on. It's out of place in the body. And somehow, you and I is going to have to encourage them people and put the bones back in place that the church can do the job that it was set out to do in Mount Carmel, Illinois. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say when we... When our focus, come on, gets on how well our body is functioning in the church, we'll start seeing revival in our midst. There will be miracles and signs and wonders following the church when we get focused, church, and decide that we as the church that are well are going to take these dislocated bones and we're going to put them back in place. Come on. There are some of you that are in here that have got gifts that God uses you in. God has used you in the past and things, but you have got to the place you feel like you're dislocated and out of place. The only reason you're out of place is because the devil wants you out of place. He don't want you to get back in the place where you can serve God and worship God. Come on. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. Glory. When this church is where it should be, it's not just preachers 
that's got gifts that can be used, but it's people in this church that has gifts and the devil has moved you out of joint. You'll become so afraid. You're even, you're even afraid to step out and do the will of God. I'm going to tell you, church, you're not Jeroboam. You're an Asa with an out-of-joint limb. Come on, let's get it back in place. Let's get revival back in place. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. You ever notice in our day we are living in a body conscience society. We want our body to look right, be healthy. We'll do everything we can to make it all happen. But I'm not sure about the church body. I'm a little worried about it right now. We'll spend an hour or two walking, running, or working out, but we can't spend a half hour in prayer for the kingdom of God each day. And we don't have time to read the word. Glory. Come on. You know what that is? It's a Jeroboam spirit. Ha <laughs> ha. But I want an ace of spirit to take me over. God, let it take me over. Ace of spirit, take me over. Come on, let me get a desire to put all the ungodly things out. Come on, to tear down the high places. Give me a desire to do away with all the idle gods, everything that's in my way of serving God. Come on, and living for God and doing our best in the kingdom. Move it out of the way. Hallelujah. Somebody said it's time to wake up. Somebody say it's one man's sin. Glory. Somebody say, come on, Asa. <laughs> Somebody say it don't have to stay this way. <laughs> I think we need to tell the devil that. It does not have to stand this stay this way. Come on. It does not have to stay this way. Come on. We need to break the status quo in Mount Carmel. Come on. I had a guy just the other day that was talking to me, and he said, you know, there is a lot of bad stuff that goes on at Mount Carmel people don't realize. And he said, you know what? I have found out that there is a lot of things that happen between 3 and daylight. No wonder I get all, I said, yeah, I know I get all my messages. Sister McGee and I was awakened at 4 o'clock, 4, 4.30 this morning. She said, dear, what's going on? I said, it's demonic powers. Come on, it's a Jeroboam spirit. Oh, usually when that happens, we join the hands and we pray. God, I want you to bind the prince of Mount Carmel. Turn Asa loose in this place. Bind Jeroboam. 
bind that spirit. All oh, that go after the ways of the world. But loosen Asa. A few weeks back, God woke me up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I went to my office, and as soon as I sat down in my chair, I began to pray against spirits, and as soon as I did, I knew I was in the will of God because it was just like something flowed from the top of my head to the sole of my feet, and I began to bind devils for the next hour. Come on. Hallelujah. And praying against the prince and the power of the air in this city. It's a city. Come on. This is a Jeroboam spirit. We got to get rid of it. We got to usher in our Asa. When evangelist after evangelist, Brother Mason, comes through here and said there's something in that city. Because every time I hit the speed limits of that city, I feel evil. Come on. It's a Jeroboam spirit that wants to make everybody sin. Glory. Come on. We're battling the beast of Ace of of Ephesus. But I'm telling you, the spirit of Asa will overtake Jeroboam. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm in for making our church an attractive church outside and inside. In fact, I think back some several years ago, I, I was maybe one that mentioned I'd like to see some things change inside and outside. I'd like to see some. So you know that I'm not against that. I'm, hey, I, I'm, I'm, I think we ought to have the nicest church in town. Come on, it ought to look good, just as good as any other church. And I've been praying, God, let those finances flow that it can look just as good as any other church. We have got the right. Come on. We got the spirit of Asa. Come on. If we got the spirit of Asa, we've got the right to the best. Come on. God gives the best. Oh, Jesus. But I don't want to stop there. I want the church to be attractive inside and outside. But unless there is an attractive spirit inside to make people want to come back, we're out of luck. Come on. I want the church body to be attractive. Mm. Come on. I want you to look good. I want people to like you. I want people to fall in love with you. That once they come, brother, sudden they said, mm, I feel pretty good right here. I like this. You know why you come in and found God? You come in and found friends. You found a spirit that you liked. And you was tired of the Jeroboam spirit. So you picked up the spirit of Asa. I'm sorry, church, but I wonder what happened to us down over the years. You know what, brother Freddie? I can preach this so truthfully. But there is something about our church and the old church and the middle church 
We've lost some of it when we got here. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm speaking plain now. I know I'm bearing down some places. I know I am. I'm sorry, but I've got to do it that way. There was an attractive spirit in the first church because when people, before people ever got to the door, Brother Mike, they could hear people praying in the prayer room. And it wasn't just a little prayer. They wasn't, come on now, I'm going to be truthful with you. There wasn't people sitting down. There was they was worshiping. Mama was back in the corner and she's letting the devil have it. She's stomping him. She's doing everything she could. Come on, church. You, you, I'm talking about a spirit of Asa that when before you ever got to the door, that there was something that said, Hey, there's something going on in there. Come on. Let, oh, yeah. Let it be by five o'clock on Sunday evening that the men are praying in the back and somebody's walking by and said, There's something going on in that church. Talked to Brother Freddie the other day and I said, you don't know how many people we touch in this neighborhood. Jim Glick across the street a few weeks ago, come across the street, sit down there on face, said, you care if I sit down out here? He won't talk a while. He sat down out there by the sign. He sat down there and he began to talk to me. And he said, I, I, I want you to know, Paul, I, and we, I was talking, I said, Jim, you've been a good neighbor. We appreciate you. He said, well, I want to tell you something. You all have been good neighbors too. And, and I appreciate you. In fact, he said, I'm going to tell you, me and my wife, we love your band. <laughs> so we sit outside while you entertain us. Glory! You're not getting me. An ace of spirit. Come on is entertaining a Jeroboam spirit. Can I tell you, it's replacing the Jeroboam spirit. If we can keep it coming, we can seem saved. Come on. We need not to sell that short that God can't do that because he can't. Oh, is anybody getting a hold of this? See, I'm not talking about just him. I'm talking about your family. If we could show forth the ace of spirit before long, those Jeroboams would be to transform over. They change sides. Jesus. Hallelujah. I want the church body to be attractive. Let it be said, they're so beautiful and work so well together. And I've heard it said, it's been, it's been spoken to me. Probably Brother McGee's even heard it said. He's probably even had it said to him since he's pastor. And you all got a beautiful church family. You know what they're saying? Man, I've, it's the spirit of Asa in there. Oh, God. Come on. Too many times y'all sell yourself short. You think it's not in you anymore. You've been drugged down, beat down, shut down by the devil. Come on. Come on. Diabetes has hit you. Come on. Fibromyalgia has hit you. Come on. Shoulder problems have hit you. Arthritis has hit you. Asthma's hit you. Everything under the book and under the sun has come against this church in the last five years. But I want to tell you in the midst of all of that, I still feel an ace of spirit that's able to overcome the Jeroboam spirit. There is still ace in this city and we cannot afford to let it die. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I've heard it said, you're a beautiful church family. I like to hear it. The Lord likes to hear it. But right now, we're not so beautiful. We have too many members that are dislocated. At the front part of this year, we were averaging between 80 and 90 every week. On Wednesday nights, it was nothing to see 65 or 70 people. You can take it back and show you the book. And the devil has loosened himself against this church. And we have allowed the spirit of Jeroboam to move into our homes. But I'm here to tell you, it don't have to stay that way. Glory. Come on. It does not have to stay that way. Pat's got a testimony where he come from. He shouldn't be here. He's been out in the depths of the world and sin. He knows what drugs and all that's all about. But one day he said, I'm going to change the course of my life. I'm not going to be Jeroboam anymore. I'm going to be an Asa. Many of you is in the same place. Lord. Hallelujah. Church, we must do whatever it takes to put our dislocated joints back in place. We must shout it to the housetops. I need you. Tell your neighbor, I need you. Come on. Come on, let's tell it. Come on, let's tell each other. I need you. Come on. We need to get desperate. Brother Pat, I need you, brother. Brother James, I need you. More now than ever before. I need you, Brother Cruz. I need you sitting on this seat. Brother Brad, I need you to hold up my post. Come on. I need you, brother. You don't understand. You are the pastor's strength. And he is our strength. We lean on each other. Come on. We keep the spirit of Jeroboam out by showing each other Asa, brother Sutton. We, I need you, brother Sutton. I still need you even today just like I did. Sutton, I need you. Sister Jasmine, I need you. Brother Sister Kinslow, we need you. This new Smith couple, I need you. Newly married, God, we need them. 
Brother DePriest, I need you. I need you, Brother Michael. Daughter, I need you. Brother Dennis, I need you. God's moving for Brother Dennis. There may be a Toyota job opening up. He got a call. Come on, church. Come on. Things don't have to be the way they've always been. Come on. We can change the course of time. Sheila, why back? God said, just because it was cancer, it don't have to be this time. And he let an ace of spirit flow through here. Come on, church. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the Jeroboam spirit. I'm tired of being drugged down. I'm tired of being stomped on. I'm tired of my energy being zapped. I'm tired of the sickness. I'm tired of the spirit of infirmity. Brother Sutton, I'm ready for revival. I'm ready for a move of God. I'm ready for Asa to move into Mount Carmel and spread across this city. I'm ready to see souls saved and people healed, filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on. I'm ready for miracle signs and wonders. I'm ready for our pastor to really get loose preaching. Man, you think you've seen him preach. Watch out till when he really starts preaching. Hey, I've seen him get plumb beside himself. He become a holy roller and roll in the floor. Oh, come on, church. We need to shout it to the housetops that I need you. Come on. I'm, I'm ready to, I'm about ready to close. Brother Mason, you can come. The sin of one man rang down through the ages because he made Israel sin. But because of one man named Asa, things changed. I'm going to tell you, in the midst of 32, now I think it's 33, maybe even more of that, churches spring up in this city ever whipstitch. I can't, it's, but I know it was 32, it's probably 33, 34, 35 now. 35, 34, 35 third churches in this city. They need to hear truth. I prayed tonight when I was praying before church, God, give a visitation to every church and every pastor in this city tonight. I don't know about you, but I would really be worried, Brother James, if we come in here and it was a status quo and we just kind of went and we sung a few songs and, and done our own little ritual and went home without feeling anything. Yet that happens in this city all the time. In fact, sin is made all right. You can have sin and still be a child of God. If we're the lamp in this city, then I'm saying we must turn up the candle power, church. 
Himodara Basha. I need. I need. I need the Ace of Spirit. But then there was an Asa. Twenty-three times Jeroboam who made Israel sin. And there came an Asa. Oh, Jesus. I had to look just for my own records. 21 times in scripture it says and he did that which was right 21 times oh God let me close with this this altar's open. We need an ace of spirit in a Jeroboam society. I said we need an ace of spirit in a Jeroboam society. We've got a Jeroboam society. Everybody's worried about their own selves. They're all tied up with what I want and what I'm going to do and how much money I'm going to make and who win that ball game? And a lot of things may be all right in balance, but if it takes the place of the church and it takes the place of God, then it's not all right. God, I need to tighten up my strings, Lord. I need Asa. Need Asa. Could you stand with me? Altars open tonight. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.